Well, hey everyone, and welcome to another edition of Overtime. This is episode 111, so we're 111. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Ben. Molly. That's Molly. Uh, and we are just jumping into another week. If you are brand new, you're just kind of stumbling across this. This is what we call Overtime. It's kind of a, a deeper look or deeper dive into the weekend message. This past weekend, I had the opportunity to share, so I'm excited to do that. Molly has graciously offered to kind of ask some questions, just kind of help with the discussion. It is kind of a long podcast, or what's the correct word? It's a long forum podcast. So it's just kind of an opportunity to discuss the message. We always encourage you, our listeners, if you have any questions, you can submit them to us via overtime at clcfamily.church. You can text the church 610-869-2140. Or if you are joining us live online, you can ask a question on any of our four different platforms. You can go to our website. We've got a Facebook, we've got a YouTube, and we are also on Twitch because we're special. We're fancy. Um, you can ask any questions there if you are live and we'll be able to see them. So excited to kind of jump into this. Um, just to remind you, if you want to, you can set your phones on vibrate so that they don't go off like mine just did. But yeah, that's basically what you are tuning into, what you're listening to. Thanks so much for joining us. We do really hope that this challenges and encourages your walk. Um, we're going to jump into kind of the content in just a second, but we've got two quick announcements that we want to let you know about. The first, as we record this, if you are watching this live or later if you're listening, as we record this, it is December 21st. So we are like five days, four days away from Christmas. It's crazy, right? Like. We're, Christmas is literally right around the corner. So we want to let you know that if you are looking for a Christmas Eve service to attend, we've got two different ones that are happening here at the Christian Life Center. We have one at five o'clock and one at seven o'clock. It's basically a family-friendly service. In fact, there's going to be even a children's message in that by our children's director. We're pretty excited for that. And then kind of a short abbreviated message, hopefully about 20 minutes if I'm successful in that. Um, and we, we hope to get you out grand total of between 60 to 70 minutes. So that is our plan. That is our goal. We'll be doing one service at five o'clock, one at seven o'clock. Both of them will have some of our traditional um, elements in it as far as a candlelight service. So we always do that kind of towards the end of, of the service and singing Silent Night and then Joy to the World. So we are going to be doing that at both the five and the seven. So if you want to make, make an appearance for that, if you want to come out to that, we think it'll be a great time to just celebrate Christ's birth. So we would love to have you be a part of that. And then the other announcement Molly's actually going to do is I Play with my computer. Yeah. Well, first, I love having the kids in there, uh, especially for the yeah. holidays. It's super cool and special yeah. to see all the the little ones running around. And if they make noise, that's okay. Kids yeah. make noise. Mine we'll will be, be okay. the ones making noise. Just <laughs> so you know, I'll take the heat here. Um, but yeah, the other announcement I wanted to let you know about is um, on Sunday we will not be here in the building. We will yes. be home for the holidays. So what that means is. Christian will be preaching and we will be watching from our homes. So you can log on to our website, watch live, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Yeah. Um, and that's on some Sunday, the 26th. So yeah. if you show up, no one will be here, but you can uh, turn around and go home and watch from <laughs> home. <laughs> yeah, so we do that to give our staff and to give our volunteers a bit of a break. So home for the holidays with the Christmas Eve service just two days before. It's a little bit of a challenge to kind of turn around to do another service that quickly. So we just kind of taken that that time to be home for the holidays. We hope that that is a blessing to you and your family as well. I know that some people might be a little bit disappointed, but I promise we will be back on July. July. <laughs> 
No, we'll be back. We're on, not taking that big of a break. Yeah, it's not that, we're not giving our staff that much of a break. We're not doing that. On January 2nd. So on January 2nd, pretty excited. We're even starting a brand new sub-series that we're calling Road Trip. So we are excited to continue into the book of Luke. So yeah, with that, I guess we, we'll jump in. Like I said, if you have any questions and you're reviewing this live, feel free to jump into the comment section and ask any questions. Otherwise, we'll just kind of jump in if we... Go for an hour, great. We'll cut it off at an hour. If we're less than an hour, kind of is what it is. So mm -hmm. it's pretty, pretty flexible, pretty <laughs> laid back. So this past week, what we were doing was we were in week three of our four-week series called Christmas Checklist. So the whole idea of this series is that as we're kind of going through this busy season, as there's a lot of different things that are happening, um, we kind of make the argument that there's so many different checklists, right? There's who you buy gifts for. There's what your grocery list needs to, mm. needs to be. There's who your Christmas cards have to go to. There's um, so many different kind of checklists and things that we have to do in preparation for the season. But we wanted to kind of highlight a couple different things as we go through the season to make your top priority. And so we've been in this series the first week. We, we really looked at kind of having an expectation that God would move and work in our lives and in this season, not just in this season, but in our lives as a whole. Second week, we looked at our persistence in prayer because our persistence really does build faith. And then basically what we talked about this past week was accepting God's free gift of righteousness. And so the, Jesus offers us a gift by his coming kingdom, by the work that he's done on the cross, and we have to live into accepting that. And one of the things that we talked about was the importance of a gift, right? Like a gift is something that you can only receive. You can't pay for a gift. You can't barter for a gift. You can't create a gift. All of those things make it not be a gift. So we have to live into this idea that we have to accept the gift that God gives us. And specifically, we were continuing in the book of Luke, and we were in Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. And Jesus is, and this is kind of a continuation as we look through chapter 18 the week before, Jesus is starting to talk to his disciples about prayer, but then all of a sudden he's talking to this different group of people, kind of continuing with this idea and this thought of prayer, but he's now also kind of changing his attention and changing his focus, not just to the disciples, but also to those that consider themselves righteous in their own works. And so Jesus tells this parable about two different men, kind of completely contrast, uh, two completely different type of people. We had a Pharisee, which was the religious leader, kind of the elite, um, kind of moral, like excellent, like important guy. And then we had the tax collector, which was considered the despised and, and the rejected, kind of a sellout to his own countrymen. And Jesus kind of presents this idea of both of these, these men coming to the temple and praying. And the Pharisee's prayer is very much self righteous focus. Like he's done all of these things and he's so good. And he even prays like, God, I thank you that I'm not like this guy in reference to the tax collector. In essence, he's going, I'm glad I'm not like a loser like him and like liars and cheaters and, and robbers. Like I'm not like them. And then he even boasts about the things that he does. But I give of all of my possessions, not just of my crop and not just of my flock, but I give of even the product of my flock and milk and cheese. And I give a tithe and I'm so good at that. And then also the other thing that he brags about specifically is his fasting. And fasting was something that was, was required to do once a year on the Day of Atonement, but he was such a good person that he would do it twice a week. And so he boasts, and then you see the picture of the Pharisee who doesn't approach God the same way, who doesn't kind of make a show of his prayer, who doesn't kind of come, come to the front and, and kind of lift his hands and his eyes to Jesus, but just kind of in a position of, of humility 
kind of beats his chest, which was a sign of humility and and um, grief, if you will, in that culture. So he kind of beats his chest in a place of humility and just says, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And Jesus kind of ends his parable. It's only like five or six verses that we're looking at. I didn't count, but five or six verses. And Jesus says, it's the one who the one that goes home justified is that man who had humility and wasn't focused on a works righteousness, but was focused on a gift righteousness, meaning that it wasn't of his own ability. It wasn't of his own power, or his own work, that he was righteous, but he was righteous because he accepted and received God's grace and his forgiveness. So that's kind of in a nutshell, all that we talked about, we kind of bounced around uh, a lot. There was an invitation to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior as well. So if you have questions about that, we would love to hear from you for that. But yeah, that's in a nutshell, kind of what we had talked about. So we'll kind of take it away from there and definitely like an eye like a we were saying earlier it's definitely a obviously a good reminder yeah, yeah. but man what a, like this week what a yeah. great reminder yeah yeah about the hustle and bustle of rapping and the yeah. checklist yeah. like you don't even know the checklist in my head on my paper yeah. in my phone and it does feel good to check them off but yeah. the reminder on Sunday was that I'm checking them off and knowing that I didn't get myself through that. Hmm. I literally was like, you know, I can't do this. Come on, give me some help here. And yeah. then all of a sudden you're done your rapping or you're done yeah. something and you're like, okay. Or you get in bed at the end of the night. You're like, yeah. how did I get here? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that yeah. wasn't me because yeah. if it was me, I'd be, I'd have lost my everything and been <laughs> down the street abandoning my household because <laughs> of the tape issues. But yeah, <laughs> man, it's always the wrapping paper. I always I'm cut okay it with too duct short. Tape too. Like, yeah, if, I think it should be. As long as... Maybe maybe not like all the way around, but like on the bottom or something. Just but I'll give you cover, that. As long as you wrapped it. So one of the things that I talked about <laughs> on Sunday was like just kind of this idea. Like I, I don't know if you've put thought into it, but it, there is always, every year it seems like it gets more and more pressure and intense and time. Yeah. And, like, and I just wonder what it is about the season. And I think that there's always stuff to do. I do think that it's probably towards the end of the year, like you're trying to, mm -hmm. at least for work-wise, you're trying to kind of get everything squared away. So the end of the year, you're good as you start a new year. Yeah. Um, but I, I started off talking about what are the things that you do, the pressures that, like, how do you handle the pressure of everything that has to happen? And I did talk about a couple different things that I try and avoid or not do. <laughs> And I did get several comments uh, of men who thanked me um, because their wives now see how good they have it um, because of the things that I failed to do, which was, uh, it was Christmas cards. I don't like and do anything with Christmas cards. So if you get one, be blessed because it has nothing to do with me. Um, the other thing is uh, decorate outdoors in my house. I just don't do that. Like I... Just can't. My wife and I cannot agree. Are you a white lights or a colored lights uh, person? I made a note. I needed to make it known. Um, <laughs> I do I do white lights, but I this year I did do some spotlights, which are okay. really really easy. Okay, I can you can take do that. red and green spotlights, and they shine up of a up a tree. Okay, and it, it I've shows. seen that. And I do um, allow my children to put the indoor. We have a fake tree, and it has okay. settings. And I do allow them to put the colored lights on. Uh, every now and then, uh, and not all day. And at so, night, when you can see in the window, we go back to the white. See, so that's what I was <laughs> looking for. So the white, like this is the debate in my house. Yeah, like Hope yeah. thinks the white looks elegant and pretty, and I'm like, no, colorful. Yeah, we need color. <laughs> And I think it's well, just part of the Well, note that I said I do it for my kids. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so. you know, <laughs> it's cool though. Yeah. And I don't do any twinkle. It has to be yeah, okay. plain. Just We're not solid. flashing okay. or going through all the settings. <laughs> like they prefer that. Yeah. But, yeah. And the, the other thing I don't like to do, I've tried to get out of, is 
gift wrap, which there was a breakthrough since Sunday, everyone. My wife said after the service, I don't know if she's listening to this or if she will listen to this, I don't know <laughs> if I'll get in trouble, but she said afterwards like, hey, you know what? Wrapping paper is kind of pointless. So I might, we might be moving on that scale of wrapping paper because every time in the past, I've tried to bring up like we should use duct tape or we should just use Amazon boxes. <laughs> um, like it's just been a fail. It hasn't really worked. So oh, maybe I did. And you brought the Amazon bag I out? I did find I the Amazon bag. I have to say, bag. you gotta pay for that though. You do have to That's pay like for the bag. That's like four or $5. Now, it's worth it. <laughs> I bought, I can't say what it was, but I bought my wife a larger gift. Oh. One that I was going, I have no idea how I could possibly yeah. wrap that. They put I a bag on it? I struggle with little things. I did, it was only like five or six extra bucks that I was like, done. That was a, that was a no brainer. That's what started this mm -hmm. journey. But it was a big thing. It was, uh, man, it's at least and like And they put 24. it in those bags? Yes. They make them all sizes. It's, it is massive. So if I can get enough trash bag sized gift ba bags, <laughs> I will be set for the next 10 Dollar years. Store. So, you know they, what? They have like decorative ones, I, like for bikes and I don't big know. things. I've got to see as hope. I did wrap some this year. Like after Sunday, I had to wrap some presents. But I, I'm, I'm hoping that the gift bag things, like, I don't yeah. know. There is some excitement about yeah. ripping open Especially the, for the kids. package. Yeah. yeah. But even yeah. as adults, like, yeah. I like it too. But yeah. shake it. We'll see. That's we'll we'll see. The jury's <laughs> out on that one. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. you do anything particularly to like... To keep yourself sane in the Christmas season, like. Well, yeah, honestly, I do. I, I a million things. Well, the first thing that just popped in my head was, and this is random, I do totes for the kids. Okay. And so in my basement, I have all the stuff. Okay. Do kids watch this? Um, probably not. We're pr okay. we're just talking, so it's probably boring. Okay. Kids so probably don't watch we this, have right? A if your children are watching right now, please pause it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I have different totes. Santa tote, mom, dad tote, mm. because there's different wrapping paper. Yeah. You, you said that today, yes. and I didn't even think about that. Santa brings a couple things, and then we bring the rest. Okay. So we have, you know, I get credit for all the expensive things, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Santa brings underwear, socks, pajamas. Okay. Lame stuff. Those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's what I would struggle with. Like, I'm Santa. I bought that. Yeah. I Mommy want and thanks. Daddy worked really hard yes. to pay for this yes. advice. Okay. Device. Okay. Yeah. But um, but it, it does save a lot of time. That's smart. Because then when we're unloading, we just bring it up to the tree, and then each person has their own little do, spot. Do your kids ever find the totes and look in the totes? No. They're, no? It's in the basement, and okay. you don't go in the basement. You don't go in the basement. Okay. Plus, if you go in the basement, you got to bring up laundry, or you got to clean, or do something else. So okay, they know the drill. All right, so they're different totes. That's one way to help you through the holidays. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, or and you're welcome. You don't. If someone says, I always offer, like, what can I bring for the meal? Yeah. And my mother-in-law this year for Thanksgiving and Christmas. I hope this doesn't mean that she thinks I'm a bad cook because I'm not. <laughs> but she does not let me bring anything. She's like, No, okay. don't worry about it. And you know, okay. she knows I got several kids. So it takes yeah, a lot yeah. to get there. But you know, I'm just like, that's fine. I'm not gonna worry about it. Um, and let that go. And then yeah. the Christmas cards, I decided this year, I just wasn't doing them. Okay. So there was How my do boundary. Feel I not feel doing them. So I, I think it's more about me. Okay. <laughs> so I felt like, like upset, like that, like my dad and like pe more closer people weren't sure. going to get them, sure. but they'll get things for Christmas. From sure. us. So sure. like, I just, you know, and I also know, that everyone really doesn't, they're not gonna be like, didn't get one from the Master Politos. <laughs> yeah. No one's gonna Politos. do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They'll know Dave wasn't gonna do it. They yeah. knew it was all me, so I'll take the heat. Yeah, but it's good. That's it. So that's saving in my paper, house too. Yeah. saving trees. Okay, good. Good. Well, awesome. You let us know how, 
how that goes. Like, and yeah. if it's something that you'll continue yeah. each year, I'm just And the curious. spotlights are save, time saver sure. for the Christmas this, lights. I could do the spotlights. Yeah. Those would be fun. And they're solar. So you don't oh, even have to plug them in. That's smart. Set it and forget it. Well, that's smart. Maybe. <laughs> Some of the things that I talked about on Sunday, who knows? Maybe they might change a little bit, but maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> you just got to learn to make it easier. Yeah. Simple. I like I like simple. I just keep mm-hmm. it simple, stupid. That KISS acronym. I'm just... That's me. That's yeah. my life. Um, so, yeah. Mm. Great. Well, did you have any thoughts or questions or anything as we jump into this? I didn't know if there was any specific questions that you had. I don't mind kind of jumping into some thoughts or even reading through that scripture, but... Yeah, just wanted to kind of open it up. Well, one of the things that popped out to me was that about receiving gifts. Yeah. Because I am a gift. Like, I uh, like gifts. Gifts is your, it's one like, of my top your love two. language? Yeah. Okay. And it wasn't always. Okay. But it is now that I'm older. And I do think it's because as a parent and adult, you, you give more than you get, right? Sure. Um, but for me, it is hard for me to, like sometimes be like an adult on Christmas. I didn't get that much or maybe I didn't get anything I wanted. Yeah. Um, and there's been plenty of years where I've been like, this is what you got me, hun? <laughs> one year. Uh, I, <laughs> Here we go. One year I got a hundred dollar bill, Ooh. which, which people be like, what? That's great. You know, you can get whatever you want. But for someone who want, who likes to receive gifts sure. and obviously then I like to give gifts. Yeah. I, I wanted something. Yeah. But, I mean, $100. I can't complain. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. (laughs) I think I can be pretty tough, too. Like, and I blame it on my upbringing. Like, Christmas... Christmas was a challenge. I grew up in a in a larger family, not super large, but a larger family, one income. So Christmas was tough for us. Like I remember that there was times if it hadn't been for the church or like the Salvation Army, we probably wouldn't have gotten anything. So incredibly blessed. Like so Christmas like was the one time a year that I was very specific as a child. Like used to get the Toys R Us book, yeah, and I would circle it, yes. and on the front page I would put like page one hundred and four. <laughs> <laughs> middle paragraph circled. Like yeah. I was that kid where I was specific because if I didn't get it, then I wasn't going to get it. Yeah. Now the reality is it was probably circling like $300 things yeah. and I wasn't ever going to get them. But I was I, like, I feel like I became a very tough, mm-hmm. uh, like tough person to get gifts because I can be incredibly specific, but it's when I start to think about it. So I feel like it is me. If I'm just not expecting it, then I'm flattered yeah. by the gift yeah. that somebody gave. Like I use that illustration of the the silver dollar mm-hmm. that somebody gave mm-hmm. me two years ago. Um, and I was just blown away that they, I think in part because they had heard the message, but then also that they decided to share yeah. something with me that I, I didn't, had never seen before. And I was just honored by that gift. Yeah. So I feel like it's my fault. Like <laughs> if I have an expectation that I'm going to get some awesome gift and I don't get it, then I'm disappointed. But if I'm just surprised and living in the moment, then it's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost the opposite in a way because okay. I'm like, this is not what I would have wanted. <laughs> So then you're like, well, well, I don't know what to get. So they have to, you know, you got to figure it out yourself. So I really yeah. should just set the, write the list myself yeah. <laughs> or just buy it at this point. Yeah. I should know. My dad so. did that for years. Like he would have a box of stuff like, here's what I want. Pick something out. Yeah. But give me the money back. And I was good with it. I was like, that's easy. I'll take that. That's cool. But uh, yeah. So I think that, that that gift point, though, is so so important because as specifically as we talk about Christ, right? Like, and I do think even as, as we're talking about other things like Christmas, I think that 
for me, what I've tried to identify is that certain people, like your, I think you said your, it was your mother-in-law, is like, don't bring anything. Yeah. Like, I think some people find absolute joy yeah. in serving others. And when they say, don't bring anything, they mean, don't bring anything. Yeah. And it's a way, honestly, to honor them mm-hmm. by not doing it. Now, That's a good point. That, that can be a balance. Sometimes people mm-hmm. want to just be polite. And so you, you might have to read into that and it's try true. and figure that out. But I do feel like it's a, in this season, like, man, I, I want to try and help empower people's gifting. So if somebody's like, yeah. hey, don't bring anything, well, I'm going to take you for your word. Yeah. And... I may not bring anything. And yeah. if that creates it's tension, so we'll work through it. Because it is hard to accept that. Yes. And then, I mean, imagine if it's hard to accept that I can't bring deviled eggs. Yeah. How hard <laughs> is it to accept that God is yes. loving me for everything that I am, yeah. even when I maybe, you know, do things the wrong way or yeah. or, or I am stressing about Christmas yeah. cookies or something that is so irrelevant. Yeah. And I mean, that message really was like, wow, okay, I, I, this is not, what is the priority? Yeah. And with kids, it's like so easy to get into pleasing everyone. Yeah. And I even found like our schedule is crazier. Like we always have sports, yeah. but the holiday parties and yeah. the staff concerts parties, concerts, the, yeah, choral, everything. It's like, band. where do yeah. I, you know, set my boundaries and how hard do I need to make this? Yeah. Right? Like, do I need to really get all the way ready and straighten my hair today for overtime? No. Yeah. You guys don't care what my hair looks like. I put makeup on. Especially if that's they're enough. listening. If they're not even watching it, <laughs> yeah, they don't even true. know what we look that's like. That's true. Yeah. My lights aren't even on. <laughs> There we go. It does show up on camera too. So <laughs> if you're not on camera, you're missing it. The battery's but. dying. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that that's, that's a great point. Specifically, what I find as a believer, like, so this this whole message is kind of contrasting pride and mm-hmm. and humility, right? Like, And I feel like this is a lesson that I should have learned 80 million times, but I always, and I don't think it's just me. I think it's everyone. Yeah. We always need to be reminded of it. And I think, I said this towards the end of the message, I think the the greater danger place to be, the da- more dangerous place to be is actually in a place where you forget what Christ has done and you start to believe that you've done it on your own merit. Mm -hmm. Because in the church world, it can be that way. Like you you live, this is how you pattern your life and the model and what you do. And so then we can even bring this attitude into prayer of like, well, God, I've done so much for you. I've served you for so many years. I just want this one thing. Mm -hmm. And we, we treat, we can treat God as a vending machine. And then it's based on our merit. Well, God, I've, you know, I'll use me as an example. Well, God, I preached, you know, twice or three times in the month of December. Like I'm working really hard to try and know your word and share your word. So then I should be able to get whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think that that's a very dangerous place to be. So it's, it's weird because as you look at it, the person that is so lost and the, the sinner, the tax collector who is robbed and cheated and stolen from people, He's in a safer place than than the Pharisee who has done everything right and is justified and can argue that he's really good. And the safer place to be is to be more like the tax collector where you know that you, man, you've really missed it. And mm-hmm. so I think that, that receiving that gift is challenging because as a believer, I tend to start to lean into a workspace righteousness. Like mm-hmm. instead of the gift, it's more, uh, okay, I'm going to do this. And while well, I've been really good and then I'm going, no, 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 no. Like mm-hmm. I need to not think about that. Yeah. So when I was wrapping Christmas presents, I'm sitting here like, man, I'm getting a lot done. Duh, duh, duh. But then I'm like, I, but I realized like I'm listening to music and I'm jamming and it was Christian rap. And okay. this is my, it's my jam now. I can't listen <laughs> to regular li- who rap. Who do you listen to? 
KB. Yeah, I love KB. Yeah. I love KB. Um, He's been here before. It was like what? 2014. We brought him in. No way. Yeah. Can we yeah. do it again? I've got, I think, his number in my phone. I've never deleted it because, but I've never called you? it. But it's I'll not like we're it. best friends. But he's been Hi. here anyway. This is the Christian Life Center. We were wondering if you could <laughs> come in this summer for a concert. Yeah, and he would. Down. You just have to pay him. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> but they were well, right. very reasonable back in 2014. Yeah, oh my. <laughs> and now he's like on Pandora, famous. Well, I mean, he yeah. probably was. He then was too. then. Yeah, yeah. but anyway, so cool. sorry that we just yeah. geeked out about. So the KB music and was. I find that having the Christian music in the background, specifically sure. for me, specifically for me, Christian rap. Sure. Um, has really like I'm like nah, I'm I'm literally only motivated and happy right now because I'm listening to music. Because music mm. makes me happy. Um, and then listening to the right kind of music, and okay. and also like um, being around the right kind of people in the yeah. holiday season. Like yeah. if we're gonna go around, we are like volunteering to go around toxic people that you know will not motivate you to be a better Christian. Might be a place where you might want to set those boundaries sure. during the sure. holiday season. But yeah, I, it's it's like you said, like we should already know this, but we are human, and we yeah. literally, if we fall in our traps and we get stuck into yeah valleys of struggle, sickness, you know, and that tears us down, especially during the holiday season. It's hard. Like everybody's grieving something. Yeah. Everybody, you know, whether it's something that you lost, you wanted, whatever, like we're all, there's something in there, yeah. you know, um, maybe from when your childhood, but sure. the, the reoccurring thing is, is that there is a gift yeah. that we can receive. Yeah. Um, so it is, it's so cool. Yeah. So as we jumped into this, uh, verse 9, I'll just kind of read the verses. And if you've got any thoughts, jump in. Uh, if not, I'll, I'll jump in with some of my thoughts too. So, um, And let me just double check one more time. I don't think that I saw any emails of questions uh, for this week. But uh, like I said, if you are watching us live, feel free to jump in. Uh, let us know any questions that you have. Or you can email us over time at clcfamily.church. So yeah, so jumping in, Luke uh, chapter 18, we started, we picked up basically where we left off from last week. Verse 9, it says, He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. And uh, as we start this, and I'll even read the next verse, um, it's actually probably verse 11, so maybe I should wait on that. So it's we look at this, and Jesus is kind of setting it up. What's, what's so beautiful in 18 verse 1, Luke kind of explains why Jesus tells a parable that is in verses 1 through 8. And then here we see it again. Luke is also kind of explaining it, that he's going, Jesus told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. And when we see this, what we've seen from Luke again and again and again and again, and I, I hope people aren't feeling tired of it because Jesus continues to talk about it. And there's a reason I think he does because <laughs> he's trying to get the same message through. Like yeah, what we, we continue see, to forget. Yes. <laughs> and what we see is that the Pharisees continued to miss it. And I think one of the things that I wanted to highlight was just a different culture. Like one of the things that we talked about later, and this is probably in verse 11, is when the Pharisee actually prays. Now, again, remember, this is a made up prayer. So this is a made up story. This is a parable. So Jesus is, is telling this story, making it up to illustrate the point that he's trying to make, which is to walk in humility, to not walk in pride. And as we seek God in prayer, we should come before him with a humble heart. And so he's making up this story. So I wonder if, uh, as you read this, like the, the Pharisee has got a really gutsy prayer. Like, like he is just saying how good he is and how awesome. And I feel like the first thought you have is like, man, you, you really have to be 
on a different level to yeah. say that. It's kind of like cringy. how does how like, do they not know? Yeah, almost. it's like that obvious. Yeah, it feels like other people. Uh, it's like. Oh, really? Like, I don't think any one of us would actually pray mm. a prayer like that. Like, God, yeah. I, th yeah. I thank you that I am so awesome. <laughs> like, if you know somebody like that, you're going to be like, bro, bro yeah. that's... <laughs> but I also think that that is the impact of the mm. gospel. Like, I think over the 2,000 years plus since Jesus has walked the earth, I think that we understand humility not by the world kind of thinking through and coming up with this concept and this idea, but we understand what humility is because of what Christ has done. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, that's probably a point that I would have loved to make a little bit deeper in that of going, man, I think that this was culture back in that day that there was a piety and the religious leaders, like they were like, praised because they thought about God so often. Like, mm -hmm. wow, he's got it so together. But Jesus is going, no, 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 no. You're completely missing it. Like, mm -hmm. you are completely missing me. And he's establishing new rules, this new identity, this new kingdom. And he's going, and that right there, that false righteousness, that doesn't have a place in my kingdom. Like, I care more about the heart than I do the outward actions. That's why Jesus called the Pharisees, and we see this in Matthew, whitewashed tombs, that they looked really good on the outside, but they were dead on the inside. And even in the Old Testament, we see that that God cares about the inside heart. He cares about what's going on within us. Uh, I'm thinking of the, the passage in, in Samuel. What is it? Seven, 16, 7, I think it is. Like, um, when, when Samuel the prophet is going to anoint the next king of Israel, he sees the oldest of, of Jesse's sons. And he's like, surely this is the Lord's anointed. This is the king. And, and God speaks to Samuel saying, don't look at his appearance or his height for I've rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Mm -hmm. And so this is something that we even see in the Old Testament that God cared about the heart. And now as we get into the New Testament with, with Jesus's ministry here, him, him arriving, him talking about the kingdom, the kingdom growing, he's going, no, 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 the kingdom of God is about the heart. Mm -hmm. And is your heart full of pride or is your heart full of, of compassion and, and mercy and grace and humility? Like those are the things, the attributes that God is actually looking for in our lives. So <clears throat> I think that it's interesting just as you look at it, that, that you're going, man, it's, it's really like, it's really upsetting to go, man, how could somebody be so gutsy that they would pray that way? Right. And the other side of that, too, is that I don't know if maybe Jesus said this as a shock. Like, I don't know if... To make it more... Yeah, in like, the parables, like, there was usually some type of, like, mic drop moment that it was yeah. like... <gasps> like, yeah. it would cause the audience to, like, gasp because they don't... Like, yeah. that's not how it was. I, I also wonder if I mean, I kind of, of felt like that myself, even though I yeah. feel like, you know, I go to church, I do all the things. Yeah, yeah. But am I, at the end of the day, acknowledging always that it wasn't me? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you can you can be like, oh, I, I'm smart because I went to college and this <laughs> and that. Well, you wouldn't have gone to college if it wasn't for God to help you yeah, get right. through that anyway. Right, so, right, yeah. right. So, yeah, I'm just kind of glancing over at my notes. Um, legalistic system, we kind of talked about that. Um, uh, verse 10 says, two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, the other tax collector. We spent some time talking about the contrast between one and the other. And, and really what you just need to see and understand is that two polar opposite spectrums, right? Like, so one that's prominent and important and one that is despised and hated. So right away, there's a contrast between the two. And and, and the, the original hearers would have gone, no, this is the guy that's good. And, 
And even in his bragging, man, that's pretty awesome. He's the, the guy. But Jesus is pointing to the other one going, no, no, no. This is the man who is justified there. And so. So this is random. But so when I find that like people will thank me for things. Sure. And you're like, well, I really didn't do it all. Sure. Right? Like if you have an event or something, someone like, well, thank you so much for doing all this. Be like, well, it really wasn't necessarily just me, especially in the church world. Like you have so many volunteers to help yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's how do you manage to like, it, yeah. I feel like people almost like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I feel like the, I'm not, I, I have to purposely be like, well, God, I didn't do it. God did. Yeah. But then how do you also accept that? How do you receive yeah, that? Yeah, sure. yeah. I think actually, ironically, there was another hip hop artist, Christian hip hop artist that I feel like I learned this lesson from. So uh, KB runs with a, a group of people. Um, 116 is the name of their crew because it's based off of Romans 116. Um, Trip Lee, I don't know if you've heard of him or heard any of his music. Yeah. I think he's more focused on preaching now. But Trip Lee, I went to a concert, I think it was in like um, uh, at, at Camden. Um, in, at Rutgers there like and afterwards I remember seeing him and just going hey dude really appreciate your music and thanks and his response floored me like and since then I feel like I've stolen what he said to me and said it to others because I also struggled like man you did so great especially in the church world like mm -hmm. it is like I, I would do uh, in my past like I've done like Christian dramas and stuff like that and, and where I feel like God used them to show or communicate a message and then afterwards people are looking to connect to me and I'm going dude, I had nothing to do with the message. Yeah. I just pretended that I was drinking and then Jesus saved me, right? Yeah. Like, like I didn't do anything. I just <laughs> gave a visual. Yeah. Like, and, and so people would thank me and it was so awkward because it's like, no, 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 I don't want to receive that. But also, how do like, I don't want to be yeah. rude. So yeah. I don't want to have this false sense of humility of going, no, 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 it's not me. And so going back to my story with Trip Lee, like I, when I told him like I really appreciated his music, he humbly received that. But what he said made me feel encouraged. He said, thank you for the encouragement. Hmm. And I remember going, wow, I just encouraged. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Like, and so that's I feel true. like for me. It is encouraging. Yes. People will say that. I, um. Pat Clark once was at a, yeah. at the Fall Fest was like how or maybe it was a tournament something event and she was like I had a kid on my hip and a <laughs> stroller and she's like how are you doing this and my yeah. first instinct was and well Jesus because yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be here otherwise we'd be I'll have our hair ripped out yeah but it it, it did feel good to for me to openly say like. Yeah. No, like it feels good to not to yeah. be humble too but doesn't that that kind of makes me feel like well i shouldn't feel good for it but at the same time it's i'm weird. feeling good and yeah. acknowledging that that i didn't do yeah. it god help me and then it, you get to share that with somebody else it's tough because the second you talk about humility humility yeah. just left yeah. right yeah. Like, so as, as soon as you yeah. like pretend to be humble it's like yeah. well there it goes right like so that's I my struggle as a mother i'm I, like well yeah. i did all the laundry now and, yeah. and then i'm like <laughs> No, you're supposed to serve them. Yeah. Don't complain. Yeah. So I feel like that, I think for me, what it boils down to is I've said like so many times when people even in like great sermon, it's like, hey, thank you for the encouragement. Yeah. So I just kind of received that. And in my mind, I go, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Now, I, I'm not trying to say well, also. Well, you heard from. Yeah. You heard, you studied, you <laughs> You listen to the Holy Spirit yeah. tell you what you needed to say. And so I want to make sure that I'm thanking God. But I also don't want to make it like there isn't times where I just go, man, that was so awesome for me too yeah. because I saw Jesus work. Like yeah, I don't remember true. when it was, but it was maybe two or three messages ago. 
Um, I literally remember sitting like on this, like the side waiting to go up and not really feeling comfortable with my content. And I feel like I got up there and I feel like Jesus just showed off. Like he <laughs> used me as a tool. Like I felt like he, he, the Holy Spirit was flowing through me mm -hmm. that I couldn't take credit for it. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't like I did so well thinking of this illustration and I performed it like, yep. and so there has been times where I'm going, where people go, man, it was great message. It's like, yeah, and God is so good. Like yeah. because I was so uncomfortable with so Y'all don't even know. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think yeah. that it's wrong to give God glory in those moments. Yeah. But I also don't think it's it's wrong to go, thank you for the encouragement. And yeah. then even you privately going, God, thank you. Yeah. Like couldn't have gotten through that. Yeah. So I do Thanking think, for him to he made yes. you specifically for that. Yes. So that's right. okay to be, it is you should be thankful yeah. for that. Yeah. So I think that that's a great question because yeah. how do you how do you not have a false humility, right? Like how mm -hmm. do you receive compliments and not make it about you? Yeah. And uh, yeah, and have this false humility. Tough. So I think that that's a great question. Um, uh, just kind of looking through my notes. Yeah, tax collectors. We talked about Pharisees, tax collectors. Oh, I did reintroduce uh, my GI Joe and then Lego guy. I don't think Lego guy had the same impact that GI Joe. I think did. I might need to bring you some Barbies or something. <clears throat> Like, yeah, I don't. I don't think I'll ever hear the end of it if I if I if I show up with Barbies. <laughs> like it's That's already true. bad enough with the GI Joes. That's true. Like That's true. I think the last time Christian asked to use them, I'm like, really, dude? bro? I think it needs to die. I think the joke <laughs> needs to die. But, um, but I I do think that there were similarities between this passage where where Jesus says at the very end, and similar to when the GI Joes first showed up, of going, he who exalts himself yeah. will be humbled, and he, he who humbles himself will be lifted up or be exalted. And so mm -hmm. that's really kind of the connection in my mind of going, man, these these the message is the same thing. Like we see it again as we've worked through Luke, as Jesus is continuing his kind of um, his uh, combating the, or his uh, the opposition of Jesus is continuing to be there and be there. And we hear this and hear this and hear this. Jesus is teaching it again and again and again. And I think every time that we see that, it's a picture of God's grace because he is trying to show the error of the Pharisees' ways. He's trying to show how they've missed it and the kingdom of God is different. And so it's important for us to see that, to understand it, and to be reminded of it time and time and time again. Because I think if we just live our life in the direction that we go, we have a tendency and a propensity to just kind of lean into workspace righteousness. Mm -hmm. And I've earned this and I'm going to do good. And it's about me versus going, no, God, I receive the gift that you, you give me. I humbly receive that. And thank you because I can't do it on my own. Yeah. So. I think it's comforting in the story too, to know that the tax collector, he was doing stuff that wasn't right. Yeah. And just like we do. Yes. And that, right. that again, I'm being validated that, oh, you may mess up, but like you, there's that gift is still there. Yeah. So like, oh, I, I love seeing parables that are yeah. like, or that, that God chooses the bad guy or like the guy that we wouldn't normally <laughs> yeah, pick. Right. I'm like, oh, that's me. I'm the screw yeah. messed up one. I'm the one that I am this story. So it's, it's like validating that, yeah. okay, you know what? No, like I'm not thrown off the edge. I'm yeah. not until I run off the edge. But yeah. as long as I, even if I'm struggling and I continue to, to ask God to just be in that, then you, 
I'm just like the tax collector. Yeah, so I'm so glad that you said that. As you said, it reminded me of something that I came across in the study of it. It was only one commentary, so I didn't park on it. As you saw, I didn't have any <laughs> trouble filling the time. Um, but one of the commentaries that I read said something along the lines, and I couldn't verify it by any other commentary or any other study that I did, but it said something along the lines of, because there was no action step to the Pharisee's prayer, or excuse me, there was no action step to the tax collector's prayer, the religious, I guess, Pharisees, or they wouldn't have considered it a valid prayer. Wow. Because he's not saying, God, I give you back or I repent. Yeah. Like, so there is kind of this argument, but even still, like what we see is that Jesus says he was justified. And that word justified basically gives the idea and the meaning of salvation. Yeah. He was made right. He was cleansed. Whether that prayer was valid or not, he was made right mm. in that story. So I feel like that that was a very interesting piece that I didn't really I dive just, into. I couldn't really find much more information. It was, like I said, just one commentary. I like to try and get a couple different sources so that I, I, I can factually and, and kind of confidently speak when I'm on stage. But it was just an interesting thought of going, because there was no action step, that prayer didn't technically count. Hmm. But it did because yeah. Jesus says it did, yeah. and Jesus gets the final say. Yeah, yeah, he's a decider. <laughs> so I th thanks for bringing that up because yeah. I did think that that was an interesting thought of going, it, and I even think that it's it just goes to continue almost like he had the the tax collector didn't know how to pray right like mm -hmm. the normal posture for prayer was standing kind of looking up to heaven with arms raised, and he's not doing any of that. Yeah, like so even if you do everything wrong. But you are coming to God in humility, mm -hmm. then you can be justified because it's in that humility, it's humbling of yourself that God moves and works and where you can be open to receive his free gift of salvation. Mm -hmm. And so that is what the beautiful picture of this, this passage is, is that it's not about the one who exalts himself. It's about the one who humbles himself. So it teaches us about prayer. It teaches us about humility. And it's also kind of the, the whole works-based or, or gifts-based righteousness. Like there's a lot of concepts that kind of come out of these six verses here. But I think that at the bottom line, that's where we parked for the day of going, walk in humility and receive and accept God's free gift. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that that was really good. I, I also think when you pray, like, and this isn't really what we talked about, but when you do ask, like, there's times where I pray and I don't ask for anything, just thanks sure. and stuff. Sure. But then there are times where God does want us to ask. Yeah, sure. Like, so it's like, don't feel bad or yeah. greedy for asking yeah. for stuff. Because even if you're asking for something and that you... we're right you, back at the beginning of 18, right? Yeah. Like the persistence <laughs> yeah. of prayer. Yeah, to, and to know that, like, there's right there's things you know oh dear god please give me a million dollars yeah all right yeah what are you gonna do with it yeah right <laughs> you know right. like um so it, it, but i do the acronym sometimes pray okay so pray p praise okay repent yeah. ask and yield and it's yeah. especially my beginning of my faith journey it was so easy because i didn't want to pray wrong and i wanted it to be <laughs> effective but really there there's really no wrong sure. way to pray necessarily right, besides right. if you or like this Pharisee, a little <laughs> yeah. Yeah. stuck up or yeah, conceited. Yeah. You're praying and thanking God that yeah. you're so awesome. Yeah. Eh, maybe not. Yeah. But um, but that acronym really does help yeah, me sure. in that. Um, uh, and I think that there's something beautiful about praise, right? Like yeah. I, I feel like that, that praise has a way of kind of 
humbling us, right? Mm-hmm. When we start to take our eyes off of ourselves, like, and that was another thing that we talked about, this comparison trap. And it was a teaching that I heard years ago by Andy Stanley. And it was, man, I remember hearing it going, man, that is so good. Like, what, there's no win in comparison is basically his point in that. And it's actually shown up now. I think it's more of a women's devotion, but I think that the message still applies to us. There's no win in comparison. Mm-hmm. And basically, when we when we compare our lives to somebody else, we're comparing, you know, our low points to, especially with social media, we're comparing our low points to maybe their high points. And mm-hmm. so somebody looks better or richer or smarter or more successful or their kids are, are you know, better at school or academics or the family's yeah. more put together. And like that was even part of it, that we li- live in a land of err, that they're better, smarter, faster, whatever, like all of that. But when we take our eyes and we look at other people, we're we're taking our eyes off of the master and what he has given to us. Mm-hmm. We're not responsible for what, well, I'm not responsible for what Molly has. Mm-hmm. Molly's not responsible for the gifts that I have, mm-hmm. but I am responsible for the gifts that I have and how I use them in stewardship to the kingdom of God and to my heavenly father. So if I'm looking at her gifts or her finances or her kids or whatever, then I'm taking my eyes off of what God has entrusted to me, and I'm being a poor steward of what God has given me. So Mm -hmm. I I love that teaching and that kind of uh, that example of going, there's no win in comparison. And so Mm -hmm. when we do that, we're missing it. We're taking our eyes off of what God has given us and then then squandering it. And uh, the parable of the talents is what um, Andy Stanley had used in that, where where one ta- one servant got five and one servant got two and the other servant got one. The two, the one that received five, and the one that received two went at once, kind of put that to work. And the one that didn't have any just kind of didn't do anything with it. He just buried it in the dirt. So we don't want to be like that last one where we just didn't do anything with the gifts and the talents that God gave. So that's kind of a, a little bit of a sub message inside of a message, but I really do think it's worth listening to. It's called Comparison Trap. Um, and I forget where I was driving towards. I started saying that and then I got into the comparison trap and then I forgot. So we'll circle back to that. If we, that's will. Important. So, we will. We will. Well, it, a little pressure off us. We yeah. don't have to be perfect. Yes. Right. God can. Right. He does that for us. Right. And God doesn't want, like, it. Does, he doesn't want you to look at other people's things yeah. and go, ooh, I need to be, have it all together like that. Yeah. I need to cook like that person. Right. Or I need to do, my finances need to be the same as that person. No, no. Yeah. Be a faithful steward with what God has given you. It's not about how much stuff you have. It's about what you do with the stuff that you do have. Mm-hmm. That's true. So. Plus, I like people that mess up more yeah. than people that are normal. You, like, you said that you. today, right? Yeah. Like you, to someone, you're in a staff meeting. They forgot meeting. something, and I was like, no, I actually like you better now <laughs> that you forgot that. Because what, is, what does it do? It's like, oh, I'm like that too. We're yeah. human. We're real people. Right, right. Like, we all are... Four days, five days before Christmas. We're all yeah. in this boat. So I think that we're at, at verse 13. This is where it says that, but the tax collector, or actually, I don't know if I actually read 11 and 12. Let me read 11 and 12. It says, the Pharisee standing by himself prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortionists, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. And I do think it was interesting. It was in two verses it's like three sentences, five times that that singular personal pronoun is used, like I. Mm-hmm. And again, he's making this prayer not about God, but about him. And, and we've got to be careful not to do that. And then verse 13 says, But the tax collector standing 
far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And I just think that that's a beautiful picture. And then that, that passage rounds out in 14. It says this, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. So I think that that is kind of where we're doing okay on time. So I feel like that was, it's, a, it's honestly, it's a relatively simple story. Mm. It's a rel- relatively simple parable that Jesus tells However, it doesn't feel simple to live it out. Yeah, it's it's it is hard to not put the yeah. pressures on ourselves, yeah. and and especially the holiday season is so much pressure we put on ourselves that we don't we don't need to do all the things. Yeah, we don't need to do that. The at the end of the day, the things that we remember the most are sitting together as a family, right. coming right. to church together at Christmas, and you know, doing the things that it should be centered around. Yeah. Is interesting. I heard on K Love. I think it was just yesterday. It was a Christian radio station uh, by us, um, and, and whoever was saying it said, uh, "Have you ever heard something that's like a no duh moment, like duh?" And they said that the studies have shown that those who focus more on on family time and connecting together than about presents and other things, they find Christmas more enjoyable. And so yeah. this, you know, disc jockey, this radio personality is like duh, like that's. <laughs> And, How do we not say that? And it's, but it's like, yeah. but yet it's so amazing because that's what we forget, mm-hmm. right? Like time and time again, and 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 like I said, this is such a simple passage. Like it's easy to understand. It's hard to live out because what we do is we keep finding. At least for me, I keep finding myself again and again and again have to be reminded that it's not about my works. It's not about pride that easily creeps in. It's about accepting God's free gift and walking in humility. So. That's kind of what the message was was talking about. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know if I have much more. Did you have any thoughts or questions? Uh, have you ever heard of the song? It's another rapper. Um, okay. Well, it's by, I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Zonty. Zonty. It's a song called It's a song called God Taught Me. Okay. And it's it's a song about people asking him like, how'd you get famous? How'd you do okay. this? How'd you do this? And it, the chorus is just like, but God taught me over okay. and over again. And I love it because yeah. you, it's again just a simple reminder that you hear in your head over and over again, like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But it is cool to know that like, I mean, I guess is this not humble if you're like, wow, like I got this way because of God? Because like I used to be so much more self-centered, <laughs> and then when once like I realized like I'm not doing this, and yeah. and how did I get through this? Well, God was there with me whether I didn't even know it sometimes. Sure. sure. So looking back, then I can be like, well, I got through this, but yeah. So I think that that's a good question. How do we praise God but not be boastful? Yeah. Is kind of what I'm hearing. Like. And I really do think that it comes back to the heart, right? Mm. Like, so here is this, again, if we're praying, like the the Pharisee here makes this prayer really about him. Mm -hmm. I would say that if you're there, you're, you're not reflecting on God's goodness. You're not giving praise. But if you are like, wow, God, I, I've grown and I attribute that to you. And I, I thank you for it. I think it's a position of your heart. And even through the struggle too. I feel like yeah. that's where I'm like, look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so hard. But yeah. looking back now, I can be more yeah. appreciative of it. Yes. I guess that's just over time. And, yeah. and as you grow as an adult, and yeah. there's I, I think that, more important things. Yeah, right. I, I do think that there, I feel like I'm always cautious. Like I don't want to, I don't want to just, 
I feel like I never want to pretend like I've arrived, mm -hmm. but I also don't want to live in such a way that I'm not thankful for when God moves in smaller ways, mm -hmm. right? Like I don't want to, I, I want to be cognitive of what he's done and how he's moving and, and the growth that's happened, but also not thinking, man, I've really arrived. And I yeah. think that, I think that it is, can feel like a balance, like almost this, this tight, tight rope of yeah. walking between the two. And I really think that it, it kind of is all on in the heart. It depends on where your heart is. And, and I think that sometimes there, there's a saying, it was in an old Christian movie. They said, um, your attitude is like the aroma of your heart. And, and I think that was a great thought of mm -hmm. going, man, what is my attitude and what do I smell like today? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, because if my heart stinks... Then my attitude, That's like if my true. attitude stinks, my heart probably stinks. Like if my attitude's good, then I might be in a good place. So I feel like it's kind of your attitude is the aroma of the heart. So where is your attitude? Where's your thoughts in that? It doesn't mean that you can't be prideful and mm -hmm. have like a good attitude. But yeah. I think that you need to be open and understanding that it's going, okay, I don't want to walk in in pride. Yeah. I want to walk in the fact that everything that I get is a gift from God and I want to accept that gift of yeah. grace. And when you do, when you are like more accepting of that, I find that like whatever I'm doing goes better. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, and then you're like, oh man, I guess I should have done that from the beginning yeah. because this would have yeah. been more successful. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I do think like you already said that it, there's some pressure that comes off of that, right? Like, yeah. When you're going, okay, I, I don't want to compete. I don't want to compare. I don't want to like, uh, yeah. I don't have to have it perfect. It's going, God, would I give you my very best? Mm -hmm. And and honestly, it changes from day to day, right? Like yeah. my, my best today may look different than my best tomorrow. Yeah. Like tomorrow might be in a different place and I might do really good tomorrow. And my best is like, wow, God is good. And I was able to, mm -hmm. to do everything that I was supposed to do and say thank you and be like, yep. or tomorrow could be the polar opposite. And I'm going, Lord, I'm struggling. Yeah. And uh, man, I don't feel very grateful, but would I be grateful? Mm -hmm. Help me to be grateful in this moment. Yeah. So I think... So it's a gift again. Yes. And I, so I think that there is... A, that we're allowed to be human. Yes. And, and we're allowed to mess up. Yeah. And then we're allowed to come back to that. Yeah. And I feel like some people like might look at Christians and be like, that's so fake. Yeah. Well, no, actually, I feel like that's being more of a real Christian. <laughs> yeah. When people are like, if they say something like, well, isn't she Christian? Well, guess what? Yeah. I am. That's yeah. exactly why I'm broken it's, and, and yeah. why I say, no, we can ask for forgiveness. And, and, and that doesn't mean yeah. that I'm just doing it because I know I can ask for forgiveness. Right. It's because I was right. a human and right. I and I was struggling and not handling something the right way. And then I've acknowledged it. Yeah. And then I'm asking for forgiveness and I'm asking for the guidance to help me through it. It's There's that old saying, or I don't know if it's old, but I've heard it a, a long time ago, kind of the question that somebody poses, where do sinners go? And kind of the, the answer is, well, sinners go to hell. But this, whoever said it or wherever I heard it, maybe it was in a sermon illustration, it was going, where do sinners go? And his answer was going, sinners go to church. Mm. Because we recognize yeah. that we can't do it on our own and that we have to look to Jesus to save us from it. Yeah. So where do, where do sinners go? They go to church because... Mm -hmm. We're a bunch of sinners and we just, the difference is we recognize yeah. that we need a savior. So where do sinners go? We go to church because mm. we need a savior and we, we want to come before him and admit that and freely receive his yeah. gift. So I find that like, so I will have had rough weeks yeah, and I come sure. to church and I say, I might not even be, I might be, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm yeah. not going to praise today. I'm not going to yeah, worship. Sure. I'm not going to sing today. But then when I do, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I've, 
I've given up that what was bothering me, sure. and I feel better. And like I said before, some people will judge people for that. Yeah. Like, oh, well, she's raising her hands in church, but then she goes and, you know, yells at her kids in the lobby. Like, no, but listen, that's, that's okay yeah. to be, come here and refresh. You can do it anywhere. For me, my big, it, it's very, um, I need to do visual, physical things sure. to feel reset. Sure. So sure. in addition to praying about it, being here is a really good, like, mental reset for sure. me. Sure. And I say, it's okay. You're going to get through this week. Let it out. God wants you to be here and be fully present in that. And it has been very helpful yeah. to do that. And I even find when I'm not here at church and then I am watching from home, I personally have a different yeah. mentality of like what, how I reset for the week. Yeah, sure. So, and, and I appreciate having Cal and having yeah, that yeah, yeah. that reset. Yeah, I go with the high schoolers, which are awesome. So, if any of you are watching, I'm gonna give you some candy this week. <laughs> I doubt they are, but they'll tell me. Well, next when we go back. Yeah, okay. yeah. When when Christmas breaks over. Yeah, and when I beat you in all the games again, because <laughs> I do. Ask Christian. I'm very competitive. I could say something about pride, but I won't right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for holding me accountable, Ben. <laughs> Anyway, guys, she's just giving a real life example. That's all that it is. Real life Honestly, example. Honestly, though, that is such a good example, yeah. though, that how quickly we can. And, and that was trying to be jest, funny. Right? Trying to be funny. Yeah, though. that's in jest but and joking. Still, but like, yeah, it is. Some, it's true. It, it can. Yeah. It can. I don't feel like it yeah. was, but yeah. I feel like it can. Like it can be that quick. So mm -hmm. I do think that that's a perfect example yeah. because <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> all the time. So I feel like that prayer that he prays is so important um, where in 13, where he says, God, be merciful to me, a mm, sinner. Yeah. Like uh, if that can become our daily prayer, man, I think that that's huge because we can start to recognize that we miss it time and time and time and time again. And to be honest, the, the, I feel like the longer you walk with Jesus, the easier it is almost to recognize on some level that you don't have it together. Like, mm -hmm. but God's, God's grace and mercy in it is there and he gives it to us and lavishes it on us. Uh, freely. So we're excited for that. <clears throat> um, this week, we will be wrapping up kind of um, for our Home for the Holidays. Again, there will be no in-person, but we will be having our uh, Home for the Holidays wrap-up of the Christmas checklist, where Christian's going to be continuing in Chapter 18. Is that, in, is that at the same times? Yes, yeah, same time. So 9 o'clock, 10.45, and 5 p.m. Okay. as well. So we'd love to for you to join us and be a part of that. If you have any questions, you can let us know. Any thoughts, final thoughts? I don't think I, I think I've shared all my final thoughts. No, I think, I think I got everything out there. <laughs> well, that's kind of all that we've got. Next week, we will not be doing overtime just due to the fact that we will, um, staff has off that week in between Christmas and New Year's. So we will not be doing overtime next week. Um, and that is a virtual message. So we will see you as we start a brand new year in 2022. Wow. That's just right around the corner. That's crazy. But we will see you in there uh, in that new year. And if you have any questions about any of the messages, even if it's not one that we're doing uh, overtime for, please let us know. We'd love to hear that. Overtime at clcfamily.church. Text us 610-869-2140. Or you can just simply email info at clcfamily.church. Any way that you can get in contact with us, we'll take it. So mm -hmm. that's pretty much all we got. Thanks for joining us. We hope that you are challenged and encouraged by to today's conversation. And yeah, we hope to see you for Christmas Eve services and see you around. So thanks for coming. Bye. Bye.